I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. One who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is John 15. And the story is told that they were walking past the temple on their way out to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane. And apparently, this is something that I heard in a sermon once, so I haven't necessarily done a a whole bunch of research into this because that's how I try to do these things. I don't try to do a whole bunch of research. I want to see how these things preach. Um, that, that there would be ornamentals around the temple complex of vines and, and fruit. Uh, and here Jesus is using this object lesson to say, you see those things? Well, I'm actually the true vine. I'm better than this temple even. I am the temple of God. You dwell in me. Dwell here. And so here he's talking about, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. I, I, I love that picture. Uh, it, it goes back to Isaiah 5, where God has talked about the one who tends his, his vineyard, who tends his, his vineyard, which, which turns out to be the people of Israel, the chosen people, that, that Christ is the vine, that Christ is, in a sense, Israel, in some ways, shape, or form, the new Israel in him. And the Father is the gardener. And then we are the branches, the things coming out of the vine. The vine being the trunk of the tree, basically going down into the roots and everything. And every branch um, stemming out from that. It says, every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. He, he, he cuts it back. And that's a harsh sentence there because it, it makes it out to sound like then that, that God is arbitrary, but he's not. He said he, it's the, the choice is made based on the production of fruit. And so instead of going through life wondering if we're producing fruit, um, <laughs> worrying about whether we're producing the right fruit, we abide in Christ. The fruit will come abiding in Christ, but, but here there is that, that fear of being trimmed back, of being deadheaded. And that should be there. Not to scare us into anything, but it should be a warning to us, right? And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Pruning. That's a, that's a difficult picture too because for me personally, this is, this is where my mind goes on this, is that pruning often looks like the destruction of a plant, the destruction of a tree. You cut a whole bunch of stuff back, right, to help the tree grow more. And the picture I have is suffering brought upon us, hardships, trials, persecutions, whatever the picture might be, God brings it upon us, not necessarily as punishments, but as prunings, as this trimming back in order that more fruit will come. Luther would talk about how a theologian is made 
cannot be made. Someone, someone who, who, who thinks about and, and, and studies God, a true theologian of the cross, cannot be made without suffering. That you can meditate on the word and you can read it, but unless there's suffering that comes along, it can mean nothing. It's the same with faith. How many of you know somebody who's gone through trials and tribulations all their life and yet they are stalwart people of faith? That they are people who feel like God has abandoned them sometimes and yet they hold on to Christ because they must. Because he's the only thing for them. It's that same call for us. This pruning comes from God not to kill us, not to destroy us, but that we might know that even more how much our life is in him. That the hardships come to us for us to persevere, that we might even more so turn our gaze towards him and hold on to him. Because then Jesus says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. That cleanliness is not based on how good I am at bearing fruit. It's not based on on how hard I'm going to work for Jesus. No, it's based on Christ himself. And I love it how he says it's based on his word. It's this, this, this issue of, we just had a major trial a week ago. It's this issue of the verdict has been made. And even though, uh, for instance, in the Derek Chauvin case, if he had been found not guilty, it could be appealed, but it would stand as him being not guilty regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome. Well, now it stands as guilty. The declaration has happened in court. He is going to be sentenced in a few weeks. So too then it stands with Christ. The declaration has been made that his word has been proclaimed over you, that he he has decided these things for you. The, The word I use for the children on Sunday and I used in my sermon is that you've been drafted into the team, right? And then he says, because of that, remain in me. Abide in me is the word that that, uh, John loves. Abide in me and I in you. Him being ours and we being his. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Needing to have the Christ as our vine so that when we go out into the world, we have to hold on to him. And then we will be going about his work. I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Have you thought about that church? You're producing fruit. You are in your life. You might not think you are because it's maybe not getting in the six o'clock news or in the front page of the newspaper, but you are. God is working in you through very diverse ways, whether it be through the vocation of parenting or husband, wife, or your job. God is doing that work, helping you, caring for you, loving you in that way, and helping you love others. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are, they are burned. Definitely, again, that warning, right? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. This isn't a a vending machine Jesus. 
This is us wanting what we have in Christ, desiring for him to help us bear fruit. And then it says, my father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. That our works should be going out in such a way that God is glorified in them. Right? May your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. To see the works that happen through you, the love that comes through you. The fruit that you bear pointing back to the one who's the gardener and to the vine on which you are attached, on which you grow from. Let us pray. O God, you give us your Son as the vine apart from whom we cannot live. Nourish our life in his resurrection, that we may bear the fruit of love and know the fullness of your joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Look forward to seeing uh, you this weekend if I have that opportunity. Uh, But otherwise, you have a wonderful week and we will see you again either on Sunday or next time on Monday.